0: Hi there, and welcome to Bulbarygmy, Noises from the Veterinary World, a new show that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. This season, we'll be bringing you a range of chats recorded at the London Vet Show, featuring a wide range of friends and colleagues discussing their thoughts on some of the triumphs and tribulations encountered by those in the veterinary industry. me is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vet Times, Vets, Stay, Go, Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you to everyone so far for your help and support. It's been very much appreciated. Before the London Vet Show closed its doors and they brought our podcast booths down around our ears, I managed to drag my pal James Greenwood into our podcast for a debrief about our diversification. James is a small animal vet who many of you may know as one of the vets on CBBC's show The Pets Factor. We talk about what led him to exploring opportunities in front of the camera and what led me to explore opportunities behind it while we both continue to practice as small animal vets. Unlike more articulate podcast guests that have come before us, you'll mostly be hearing the distracted garblings of two excitable friends fresh from picking up free pens between lectures. But hopefully, amid the chatter, for those feeling as though they'd like to explore other avenues, particularly in the media, this may help to reassure you that your vet degree could be useful in a wide range of work environments. Hello, James. I'm recording now. Are we recording? Yeah.
1: <gasps> Exciting. So here we are here we are London Vet Show is closing down as we speak closing down around us they're literally
0: they're leaving the walls last (laughs) so that we're still protected we're like
1: a little beach hut whilst the whole conference gets dismantled it's just a
0: blizzard around us Um, so hopefully we'll survive it but we've literally crammed in to the very last moment before everybody has to leave but I finally pinned you down. Yes.
1: Here we go. Um, what should we talk about?
0: And I'm the one in the podcast I know, now, having great. been so, silent for all this time.
1: All day long you've been interviewing, and now I'm not going to interview you, but here we are talking. We're here together.
0: So what should we talk about? let think about well, it. Well, I, what I think we should talk about is how we've both come from VetMe. Yeah. And...
1: Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we introduce ourselves We're first? You're fine. Let's that, that. would be great. Idea, yeah,
0: Lovely. It? Um, so I'm Sophie Walsh and I qualified in 2009 from Bristol and worked in mixed practice and small hour practice for a while and diversified about four years ago and now I work in television and um, I'm assistant producer at uh, the BBC at the moment uh, and we making, helping to make documentaries and still locum so I do the odd night shift and the will wee- weekends and things Um but yes, I'm a diversifier.
1: Love that. It's such a great uh, word for it as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's I think nice. It's, a really it's great well, you way know of rather than it. sort of
0: moving away. You know, I had a chat with. Um, sheree earlier and she said actually we need to be careful to say moving away because we're still you know we're still involved in clinical practice you know and
1: you're never not a vet are you as well like that vet badge we talk about the vet badge exactly yeah and i kind of think there's two ways of looking at that you either look at that as as something that you carry around as a burden you know oh i'm just a vet and and all i am is a vet or you think of that as like it's a part of a club and it's like i look i quite like the fact Mm. that no matter which way i go the vet new degree is now mine, and mm. I, I feel like a great sense of kind of ownership of that, mm. um, and it's great.
0: I so, agree.
1: So my name is James Greenwood, and I um, <laughs> I am also a small animal vet, and I graduated also from Bristol. I think I'm going to have to say that I am older than you. That's Thank such you a shame. Seventy four years older than me. So you
0: 2007, not
1: 2000. <laughs> And one or whatever. Um, Yeah, so I've been a vet now for 12 years. I started out in mixed equine and small animal practice. Um, and I've kind of done everything in between. So I've locumed, I've been employed full time, I've been employed part time. Um, and more recently, I have also delved into the world of television, which is, is kind of where our common ground is. Um, and I started out on a show called The Pottery Throwdown, which is basically a sister show to the Bake Off, because my other passion in life is ceramics and arts. And on the back of that, that then led to me delving deeper into the media world. And now I co-present a show on CBBC called The Pets Factor, which is just my, one of my which, great Which, if you passions. haven't seen
0: it, is... Hundred percent, the best children's vet show with James Greenwood in it on TV Thanks. presently.
1: Yeah, hair, I'm hair tossing all <laughs> over the shop here. <laughs> uh, yeah, know, so it's wicked, and, and I and I love that, and I love the fact that kind of similar to yourself. That's there's being a vet. Obviously, yes, on the face of it, is is all about science, and it's all about ticking boxes and getting academia and and, and what have you. But actually, my biggest thing is, is that if, if we all go back to that very... I mean, obviously, you know, not yourself, but I feel like I've got a few years under my belt here now. If you go back to that first time you applied to get into vet school and you look at your personal statement, there will be stuff on there, I'm sure, of all of us, because everybody had to do so much more than just make the grade. Mm. You know, people, are musicians, they're artists, mm. they are creative. They're yeah. all these different things, sporty.
0: Of by the wayside. Right
1: Doesn't it? And I don't know why that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does just seem that the veterinary career and profession can slightly just absorb you into mm. it. And those things that I, like, I've, I sort of held and now hold, but for a while didn't hold so dear, I, I, that's, that's a massive part of our makeup and it's a massive part of our health, happiness to sort of keep those things going.
0: Absolutely. And I think I felt very much in clinical practice that I had this. I was almost shoehorned inadvertently, weirdly, into a scientific realm. And actually, I always wanted to be a vet, but I never really was that interested in science. Necessarily, I, I, I did. I really liked biology. I was not a big fan of chemistry. I had to no, teach myself chemistry. maths, and then I basically battled with my school to allow me to take, you know, English and French and ditch maths and physics. And I was told that it wouldn't help my case and it was very tough to get in without it and it 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 was tough and i think i made that choice and it probably caused me more stress than it needed to you know to you know should i do english should i not but actually i I think it's so valuable to hold on to those things like we spoke to bex flynn earlier who is an artist and did art a level against all advice you know it was like okay right you do the sciences but it there needs to be space for you to keep those things and keep those cards close to your chest because they're totally. so valuable. Totally. And they, if you lose that, and if you go too far into something and lose sight of the things that you actually feel naturally talented at, then I think it can lead to feeling very stressed and very disillusioned mm. with the profession. And I think the thing I also found is it's quite, it's quite possible to have both. Really. I, I totally play it. And well. I think the
1: biggest, the biggest, cause I also got into vet school in at an A-level. So for anybody that, I don't know how many people pre-vet will be listening to this, but if there are any sort of people out there thinking about getting into vet school, you know, it's, it's doable. And, and, and that's totally on the, on the cards. But I think the biggest shift in my mind was that for a long time, I blamed veterinary for taking my creativity away. And actually that is not the case. It's, you can only, you know, you can only <laughs> all those noises I don't you, can know hear. If you can hear. That. Nobody's making it. literally
0: ripping the walls. Rude biological
1: off. sounds. This <laughs> is the sound of our little beach hut booth being ripped down as we speak. In
0: the middle of the XL Centre. <laughs> um, Sad. But yeah,
1: no. Like nobody took that away from me. I I actually abandoned it, and that was a, a big shift in my mind to say, actually, this isn't veterinary's fault. This is not necessarily my fault, but it's an abandonment that I need to go back and get it and get it, bring it back into my life. And by doing that, that opened Ladies up so many doors.
0: London here she comes. <laughs> she said it before, and we've stayed repetitive. the course. And we're now at seven minutes. We're going to keep going until she physically see, drags us until out. Until that lady comes and opens voice. Doors, gets, yeah. gets us out of here. So um, I want to ask so yeah. you whether whether television and media was anything you had close to being in your mind when you were, being, when you were a vet student. A vet student.
1: I think the, the, uh, the sort of the romantic kind of, you know, cliched answer would be like, no, this all just fell on my lap. And aren't I so lucky? The truth is, is that you don't apply to go on television unless there's something in you that thinks, I'm quite intrigued by television. And, and that's probably what it was, to be honest. Like, the, the first show was all about pottery rather than veterinary. And mm-hmm. that was like this kind of entry level into kind of, let's see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say that I got seduced by it, but there was definitely something about it that I thought. I, I kind of want to explore this more, and then uh, you then start asking yourself why, like why do you want to go into television? What is it about television that's that's sort of luring me in? Is it this sort of narcissistic thing about I want to become famous and so And I was like, do you know what, I think I'm I, I, I think I'm kind of slightly beyond that. I think I'm a bit too old to worry about you know getting onto those, those sorts of channels you know. too far. To- Um, But what I would say is is that I kind of had this realization where I was like, my day-to-day life is consulting. And actually saying, I'm very much a GP vet, but I'm saying the same thing over and over again to individual people. And I suddenly thought, if I could say that same thing to 2 million people that are watching a TV show, then actually that's me putting my veterinary degree to the same use, but just in a very different way. And that's then when I thought, you know what, I really want to go for it. I want to see what I might be able to achieve here and then that's kind of when the kids show mm. came in I thought this is the perfect mm. audience our show is made up of four vets um, various different backgrounds different diversities great role models for kids in my opinion um, and you know and, and, and I was totally up for it mm. so that's it
0: and what about yeah, yourself I mean, I, you're,
1: you're on the other side of yeah. television you're making TV
0: so I think that my degree very much made me stand out in a very competitive. I mean, you know, like being in front of the camera, how competitive it is, how ruthless it can be, and you really do have to battle to get seen. And I think equally, trying to get, you know, I applied for work experience at the BBC about four or five times yeah, when I was uh, I was at vet school, and I was knocked yeah. back and knocked back. And it was actually only when. I did a master's and I got myself in front of people and voraciously networked and was just like, this is this is what I've done, I'm, I'm this weird sort of entry to, to uh, you come from a vet degree and, and it makes you stand out yeah. and it made me realise how valuable it is because rather than trying to assume it and be like... Oh gosh, I just wish I didn't have this in my background because it, it means I'm not the perfect media candidate. It makes you stand out. Mm. People remember you still now. You go, you know, you walk th- through and people go, okay, well, you're the vet. That's weird. Yeah. We don't know any vets in, you know. And I think it it's so valuable to to have that mm. and to have it, like you say, you have it forever, you know, yeah. and if you continue to practice no one's going to take it away from you. Yeah. Unless you're hugely clinically negligent. Yeah. Um, and Which, well, let's hope we don't <laughs> have to think about <laughs> <Fingers> that. It's brass! Yay! Um and oh, okay my gosh, so like, he's literally taking really
1: out the windows. He's now. ripped
0: the window <sighs> off.
1: I don't know if you Cling can sense voice. the drama, but we are literally <laughs> very distracted. Feel like you know, we're sort of about to get blown away in this uh, <laughs> little beach hut. Um, shall we wrap it up? What's your top tip, then? If you were to say being a vet, um, whether in moving into media or just generally how to survive as a vet, because we're both still practicing vets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what What would you say is the one thing that if you could not necessarily tell yourself when we first graduated, but your, your sort of survival trait? Or
0: I think, I went to a talk years ago and I remember somebody saying, she was a very high-powered woman in finance and she was a total doer and she did everything. And she said, you can do everything that you want you just can't do it all at the same time and you need to just allow space for you to you know finish your vet degree and by all means think about doing something else and explore that there's time there's time for a lot of things and i think i was so stressed about not finding what it was immediately then the next thing then the next thing and and actually allowing yourself a bit of time to be like do you know what actually there's a huge amount of value in practicing for a while and Mm. i hone so many of my soft skills you know communication and organization and you know like management and timekeeping and, and all of these things that are so valuable in so many different careers and i think i lost sight of how much of a you know being a vet is such a label but actually it's a combination of a huge number of transferable yeah. skills that can work in finance management consultancy so i the think it's because we spend journalism. so much
1: time in the company of other vets you lose a little bit of sight of like this, this sounds quite sort of inflating our own egos but how, kind of how unique we are yeah. as individuals yeah. if you actually picked a vet up out of the practice and plonked mm. the vet in a, in a normal mm. in any other environment your coping mechanisms actually even if you don't mm-hmm. know it are Probably going to be yeah. pretty sharpened. Yeah, already. and I
0: mean, God Almighty, the rotors and the knights and the yeah. you know now in, in with telly when you're like, oh well, it's going to be a long day. You're like, you ain't seen nothing, yeah, mate.
1: Got yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, I'm all right. I'm fine. Day. Yeah. So
0: resilient. I mean, yeah. what would yours be?
1: I think. I mean, I because I, I, I still love being a vet. Like, I, I I did actually have a break from it, and I kind of thought maybe I should sort of think about moving away. And and actually, I really missed it. Mm. It really surprised me. Mm. I missed the animals. I missed the people. I missed the team. You know, so, this, so this, that was quite a tadding time for me. Um, but I think for me, it's it's more about it's it's that thing of that absorption of veterinary where you kind of end up on this treadmill and, and you you know you're just doing the vet thing. Mm. And and I think. We need to just like step away from that and say, actually, there's nothing wrong with saying that is not working for me. That version of veterinary isn't working yep. for me. What does work for me is working maybe part time or working just nights yep. or working yep. in a referral center or working very much GP. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's finding a way to make veterinary work for you and what you want rather than you going, I'm a vet, therefore this is all I can do is to go to work five days and life. just get burnt out. Because that's not sustainable. Some people thrive on it, and if that is you and you love it, then don't... The, great, you know, yeah. you're you one of the lucky ones, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but if it's not working for you, then just there's nothing wrong with saying like exactly that, this is not working mm. for me. And that all I'd say is that, that, that what I've learned from my journey... I hate the word journey, I'm so sorry, sorry. Don't I we all said that. do not oh, say, say it again. Otherwise I'm I'll so reach sorry. out to you. <laughs> And uh, but my career, par, uh, huh, lovely, anyway, slightly better. My, what, I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is that what I've kind of discovered through this this sort of reflection on on where I am is that actually the. Th- that badge of veterinary you can manipulate it and mould it into anything you want it to be mm. and, and don't blame veterinary for your mm. issues it, it might not actually be that being a vet isn't right for you it might be the practice you're working in or it might be the hours that you're working or the lifestyle around it that mm. isn't working but actually there are ways to make veterinary still work for you the sound of the bongos I reckon might be our time to wrap this yeah. up
0: or it could be an indication <laughs> that that could be our new career path subliminal messaging oh my goodness James Greenwood, thank you so much for thank joining so me much, in my so beach heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll speak to you again very soon. Speak to you soon. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Sophie Walsh, part-time vet and full-time science documentary maker. You may hear a little bit of me in these podcasts, or the lovely Naomi Meller, my co-host, also a vet and host of the brilliant podcast Smashing the Ceiling. We'd love you to rate and review this podcast or tell a friend if you enjoyed it.